This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Don't be stubborn. No Here doubt. Pressure and Wilson recognized it. Streaks straight up the middle. Still spinning. Dives for the end zone. Touchdown. What a great run. His third rushing touchdown of the game. And that one took some skill. We are watching one of the best college football players in the country. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. It's draft day and we're trying to help make you some money with uh, some different ways to attack tonight's NFL draft. Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Download the free Odyssey app today to watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast. Also check out the video on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Uh, Horvat, you know uh, Glazer doesn't just throw out any report. He's not out there for the day-to-day minutiae. Oh, this small transaction happened or that one. He comes out for the big news. He tweets 15 minutes ago, Saints trying to move all the way up into the top 10. If they're moving into the top 10, we know the target. It is going to be a quarterback. That's interesting. A lot of people in the business say that Glazer is tight with Sean Payton. So that could uh, throw this draft on its head completely. Uh, Let's welcome in Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Mike. He's their lead draft analyst over at PFF. Mike, we appreciate your time. No, it's uh, the busy, literally the busiest day of the year for you. Uh, Let's start with top five. Uh, You you look around and the consensus seems to be that we know the top five. Do you agree with that? I don't think we do. I think that three, four, and even five are up in the air at this point. I do think that we know the top two. And I would say even those in the know, uh, you know, insiders have gone back and forth on Trey Lance and Mac Jones at three. So that that really, I don't think we necessarily have a firm handle on how that's going to play out. Wow. Okay, what do you have right now? I lean towards Trey Lance. Now, I get why the Mac Jones hype is there, but, but I just think at the end of the day, for how much they gave up, you got to take a swing for the fences. You can't just, you can't just uh, you know, kind of do what they've always done or what Shanahan's always had. You got to go for the guy that's going to keep you, going to get you to Super Bowls, not just keep you on the doorstep. 
Mike, would you be shocked if Atlanta at pick four didn't go Kyle Pitts, if maybe they went quarterback, especially if Fields is there? Would you be shocked if they looked for a quarterback of the future, even with Matt Ryan under contract for two more years? Yeah, I'd be shocked if they went quarterback because it's – well, he's under contract, I think, three more years, but they're stuck with him where they can't even get rid of him without taking on more dead cap for the next two years. And so if you do go quarterback, and everyone wants to say, oh, you're thinking about quarterback in the future, you're basically saying we're not going to win a Super Bowl with Matt Ryan. You know, we're not going to win a Super Bowl in these next three years because you're turning such a valuable pick, fourth overall, into a backup, into someone that's not going to make an impact on your football team. So I think that that's why, in my opinion, like you got what everyone's looking for. You got a guy who's a top ten quarterback. Now find the find the uh, find the roster around him. What should Cincinnati do with the fifth overall pick? Because we see the photos of Joe Burrow's leg, and obviously you need to protect your franchise quarterback that you drafted number one overall just last year and invested in. But, man, Jamar Chase is just so damn good, and he's a shiny toy for Burrow for the next, what, six, seven years. Where do you, where should they go? For offensive line help, or do you think they should go with a receiver at uh, pick five? I think they should go Penny Sewell. Like, no quarterback's development has been stunted because they didn't have great receiving talent. They get stunted because they have bad offensive line talent. Like if he's under pressure next year, like one, they're one injury away to Riley Reef from having the exact same line they had last year. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you can't have that be the case. You, you risk ruining this guy who you use the number one overall pick on and just sort of changing the career arc uh, of his career because of, you know, injuries, the hits he's going to take, the pressure he's going to be under and how it can change your eyes and whatnot. So I do think that that's where I would go if I were them. With Mike Renner on BetQL, Daily Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat, and Mike, a six and seven is so intriguing. We have ideas of what they could attack there, uh, depending on what falls to them. But Miami and Detroit really jump out to me as perfect spots to move down in the draft. What do you think they're going to do? Yeah, I think those are trade spots. Now, if Cal Pitts somehow falls, Jamar Chase somehow falls. I, I think that's where the Dolphins are going to be running in that card. That's what I think was the plan in the first place to get back up to six. But mm-hmm. if not, like the difference between then who you can get there at six, seven is not going to be that much for moving down five or six spots, especially if you look in the defensive side of the ball. So, yeah, I think those will be where the you know, Patriots, Washington, Bears, even maybe the Saints, if they can make that sort of play, are going to be looking to move up to. Wow. Yeah. Ryan Pace would love to. I don't know if uh, the Bears have the ammunition either. Uh, where are the quarterbacks going? We, we know that there will be three in those top three. What about the other two? God, I mean, that's why I said I don't think anyone knows at this point. It's wow. really, really up in the air. And the biggest thing is I think they still go early, though, is what all I'll say. I don't know where to. It's going to be, in my opinion, a bidding war. I think even after the third pick, you'll see both the next two guys off the board will get traded up for. I don't think anyone just has a guy fall on their lap and it's like, okay, we'll take them. Um, I, I think they're going to, someone's going to target them and move up. And I think they'll be gone by nine, 10 at the latest. Mike, while we're talking about quarterbacks, I know you watch just as much Notre Dame football as I do. My favorite bet that I've made in this draft is Ian Book over pick 207. Is there any chance Ian Book actually gets drafted, man? Because I think this is my favorite bet. I, I do not – I see him undrafted. I, I love Notre Dame football. I love Ian Book. I, I always will. I just don't see him as an NFL quarterback, man. I think he might get drafted. Now, 
he has some fans somehow. I don't know. I've, like I said, I've watched like three and a half years of him now. And it's like, I don't know how he has these fans, but he has some fans. Um, <laughs> but the guy's got a noodle compared to the NFL, what it takes to win. Like he may go in the seventh round. If, uh, Jake Rudock got drafted, the former Michigan quarterback, <laughs> Ian Book, he get drafted. So sadly, uh, he might come off the board in the seventh. Or I guess not sadly, but like he may come off the board in the seventh. All right. Now back to things people care about. Uh, how many running backs go in the first round? I think one. I think just Najee Harris. I, I just struggle to find a landing spot for another. I mean, the Bills could feasibly target ETN. The Jets obviously have a need for running back, but they also have needs like literally everywhere else on that roster. So I think the Bills, though, are too sharp analytically and have been like just the way they operated their offense last year. They didn't, they didn't run the ball. like They didn't want to. They wanted the quarterback to pass. They were the pass heaviest team on early downs in the NFL. I don't think they'd go running back in the first round. So I just think just one. With Mike Renner, PFF.com, at PFF underscore Mike on Twitter. Uh, Mike, which position will get the run that we'll be talking about later in the first round tonight? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a great question. Um, obviously, like I said, quarterbacks come off early. I think the next one's going to be cornerbacks. I think you'll yeah. see Horn, Sertan, Newsom then come off the board fairly early. And you might see five, six corners go in the first round because I think there's a distinct tier between tier one, tier two. And in this class, you really want tier one guys. There's about five guys that put in that tier. I'd also throw out those three guys I said, and then Caleb Farley and Asante Samuel. I think that's a distinct tier one. And if you're outside of that tier, I, I don't think you want any of those second tier guys. Like, I just, you wouldn't feel as comfortable throwing in those guys to start right away. I think they'll fall later in the draft. So I think you see a run on corners to a degree. Sure. And so as betters, one way to bet this is we're trying to match up teams and the position of their first selection. So what, what I'm wondering from you as the draft analyst is what what's going to be strong in the second and third round, what what is a position of need on a lot of teams? But they're they're also taking the approach in in round one of you know what? Yes, that is one of our top needs, but we can get a quality player on day two. I think you'll see wide receiver come off the board heavy from picks thirty three to sixty again. You know, strong in the second round, you might see about six or seven guys go in that second round of wide receiver. And then I also think offensive tackle. Now everyone needs a tackle, so they might even get pushed up into the first round. But I think in that 30 to 45 range, like the first top half of the second round, you'll see a lot of tackles get drafted. Mike, what's the drop off? You know, you talked about the tiers of defensive backs that you'll see in the first round compared to what you'll see a little bit later on. What's the drop off from Sertan to JC Horn? Cause I feel like JC Horn could be the best defensive back in this draft. Any chance he goes before Sertan and what's the drop off between the two? Yeah, I honestly think Horn's going to go first. I think he'll be the first cornerback taken just because he has the the rarer physical skill set. What he brings to the table, the way he plays corner, you're not going to, you don't, you can't really replicate that 
with a third round pick or second round pick. Like he just, he has a rare mentality for the position and it's similar to kind of like CJ Henderson last year. I don't think a lot of people were talking about CJ Henderson as this lot like true, uh, you know, elite prospect, but then he goes number nine overall because the skill set, the elite high level athleticism and the man coverage prowess is again, one that's just difficult to find if you want a man cover corner. So that's JC Horn. And so I do think Carolina, Dallas, those teams will probably covet that at a high level. Uh, last year, the big story, the day after the draft, even draft night, was the Packers moving up to select Jordan Love when they still had Aaron Rodgers under contract for four more years. Tomorrow morning or even tonight, what will be the biggest surprise? What will be the shocker story you think we're talking about? Oh, man. On the spot. Well, I, I do think it's going to be the Patriots. Hey, just go up and get a quarterback. Uh, I think the Patriots, like that will be Bill Belichick drafting a quarterback hmm. highly is – that hasn't happened. You know, <laughs> we've never seen it. So to see who he targets in this draft is going to be very interesting. Yeah. We, we were talking uh, with Dan Pompey on the show yesterday, and he's got a, a solid relationship with Belichick. And he's like, yep, he, he really wants a quarterback. It's just it's just so strange because, Mike, we're used to every year, Patriots move back, Patriots move back, accumulate more picks. And then and now we're talking about them moving up to take a quarterback and they were heavily involved in free agency. So I don't think it's, it's that crazy. We could see that. Uh, would they have to get to the top 10 to get one of those QBs? Yeah, I think so. I think you got to get, to get one of those top five, you'll have to get to seven, eight, something like that. I, I do think that teams will still want to jump the Broncos. Cause I think the Broncos will, if one fell to them, still take one. So I do. Uh, that's what I would say. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Parsons going to slide like everyone's been saying. Yes, I, I don't see how. I just don't see how you draft that guy with what what's going to get reported on draft night after you draft him. Uh, it's just not going to be ideal for you know a top ten to twelve pick, even if he's that talented, in my opinion. Mike, another bet that I had uh, placed because it was plus money was total offensive players drafted in round one under 18 and a half. Because we keep talking about these receivers. Obviously, the quarterbacks are going to go. The tackles late in the draft, I think there will be a run on them. But I just feel like there's so many teams as you look at the needs that have needs on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, what are your thoughts on defensive players in the first round? Do you think that we get more than we're expecting just because so many teams have needs? Like, look at Dallas. That secondary is so bad and everybody needs an edge rusher. Yeah, I think the edge still goes high. I think right. At least five corners, at least five edge. And then what do you need from there? You need four more other uh, defenders. You need probably, you'll probably see three linebackers still go. Um, and then one safety. So I, I just off the top of my head, I've got 14 defensive players there. Um, so I, I, I think that is very likely. It's just that the, the offensive guys are going to be the ones that go super early. Yeah, and then out of like the second-tier quarterbacks or third-tier, wherever you would label them, the guys that aren't going to go in the first round, most likely the top five quarterbacks, you got Kellen Mond, Kyle Trask, uh, Davis Mills. Who do you think has the best career, or who do you think has the highest upside and should go first out of those guys? I, I like Trask. I, I think there's something to the fact that this is he's only been starting for a year and a half like ever. didn't even start in high school. His backup to D.R. King coming out of there. Uh, was slowly recruited developed a ton from just 2019 to 2020. I like the trajectory of his career. And I thought he throws with, he can make drive throws and touch throws. And I, and I think that's different from those other two guys in that Kellerman is just trying to pepper in throwing fastballs, every single throw. You don't see him throwing a touch a lot. 
And similarly, Davis Mills doesn't really have the arm to make a ton of you know, special drive throws with the football. I think Trask has that. He's just not super mobile, um, not terribly accurate, but he was down the football field this past year for Florida. So I, I think someone's going to buy into him somewhere on uh, in the second round. That's Mike Renner, lead draft analyst for Pro Football Focus. Mike, enjoy the draft. We'll be uh, checking out all the coverage at pff.com. For sure, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Enjoy. Thanks, Mike. Mike Renner. Very busy day for him, so we appreciate all of his time. Um, my biggest takeaway, well, not only Horn first cornerback, that's interesting, uh, but the number at 2-1, to one, it is bettable, but man, you really missed it. You really missed it when it was five, six, seven to one. The Parsons slide. I love it even more now what I talked about. First linebacker off the board. Some of these names that you can get at 10 to one, like Collins or Davis. Like eh, I still think there's a lot of value there. Yeah, and that's why I was gonna try to like target the the the, the corners going before Parsons, man. But even there, I'm it's minus two hundred now. Just I kind of missed out on the value there. Interesting. Interesting. It's a lot of fun, man. Betting the NFL draft. We'll continue to talk about it next with our guy, Joey Kanish, a professional sports better. He's been breaking down these markets every day over the last couple of months. We'll find out where the value is right now. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat. you're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.